0: This is Ron Carthen. Yes, this is episode 15 of Ron Nick's Rundown, and yes, the great sound you just heard was North Carolina T's blue and gold watch machine as the Aggies defeated East Carolina 28 to 23. Me and Nick will definitely be bragging about that game later on. But first, it's one of the greatest weeks of the year—NFL kickoff week. We've made it, people. We are finally here. and I'm gonna start this show off a little differently with an interview for the great football mind of ProFootballGuru.com's founder, Russell Baxter. everyone, our guest at this time is the founder of ProFootballGuru.com and also Vice Fan cited. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Russell Baxter. Russell, how's it going? It's going well. We're on the eve of the season and,
1: uh, you know, it's that kid the candy store, Uh, let's
0: get this thing going. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely appreciate you doing this uh, for sure. Thank you for this interview. Um, Let me ask you, what's your number one storyline heading into the 2018 season? Well, a couple of days ago was the trade of Khalil Mack. Now all of a sudden I think it's <laughs> the fact that Le'Veon Bell hasn't showed up for the Pittsburgh
1: Steelers. <laughs> and, and, and probably within the next 24 hours something else will happen. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the thing that people kind of forget about the National Football League. It's 17 weeks. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's year-round. And yeah. things happen daily, all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, an injury could pop up here uh, um, you know, some sort of personal problem could pop up here. Uh, you know, it's, you kind of got to
0: roll with the punches mm-hmm. in this league. And right now, you know, like, Khalil Mack is part of the Bears, and and you know, we'll find out about him Sunday night when they play in Green Bay. Yeah. But right now, I would say it's it's Lady Unpelled. But you know, check back with me in about 12 minutes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Lady what What do you think of his agent coming out on NFL Live today? He would say he's pre- pretty much protecting. His long-term value and want to make sure that he's good to go when he, when 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 that when that contract comes up.
1: Well, you know, I understand his role and so on. Um, you know, it's, I, I, it's it's very interesting to see the social media reaction, the media reaction from the Steelers themselves, particularly the offensive linemen, yeah. um, with the team and so on. It, it, it almost seems like. And, and I don't know this, okay, but, mm-hmm. you know, you read between the lines, and I don't prefer to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's a sense that someone or a few people thought he was showing up on Wednesday, and yeah. he didn't, and there seems to be, you know, somewhat of a a, a bad feeling about that. Mm-hmm. It,
2: was, it, was there a miscommunication? Uh, was there expectation? Was there an assumption? I, I don't know, but...
0: Mm-hmm. He's not there, and, you know, life goes on, at least for this week, um, as the Pittsburgh Steelers get ready to play the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, uh First of all, I think the offensive linemen, they feel betrayed, I think. I think they feel betrayed. It's just in my opinion now. I think they feel betrayed of what's going on. They they, they probably thought they expected him back, but now they've got the roll with the punches, and then now they'll go with uh, James Conner. Uh, how do you think James Conner will fare against the Browns? Well, I
1: mean, Cleveland's defense made a lot of strides last year. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Greg Williams is a very aggressive coach.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one aspect that the Browns uh, went after this year in terms of defense was getting cornerbacks. Yeah. And uh, in that division, it makes sense. I mean, you got to deal with Antonio Brown
1: and, and AJ Green and uh, Michael Crabtree now. He's with the Baltimore Ravens and Juju Smith Schuster. And, you know, it, it, you're also facing a, a trio of veteran quarterbacks and Andy mm-hmm. Dalton and ben Roethlisberger or Joe Flacco as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Greg Williams wants to get that pass rush. Uh, the Browns last year were, uh, you know, respectable against the run, seventh in the league, 13th overall in total defense. So um, that's still got to be their calling card. I don't care how prolific your offense is. We see it year after year after year. These high-scoring teams in NFL history just don't win Super
0: Bowls. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. I definitely agree with you there. Um, I got to ask you also about Khalil Mack. Um, like I said, you've mentioned it already. How scary is that pass rush going to be for the Bears with him, Leonard Floyd, and also uh, Ra- Raquan Smith um, this and week? King Nicks. Let's not forget Nick. Yeah, absolutely, front. absolutely. Uh, who
1: was, you know, one of the best defensive players of league this past year. Mm-hmm. You know, with all the people that the uh, Bears brought in this offseason, especially on offense, Alan Robinson. Yeah. The uh, uh, Taylor Gabriel, Benny Fowler, mm-hmm. um, Anthony Miller, the second round pick. Mm-hmm. From Memphis. That's just the wide receivers. They brought in Trey Burton. Mm-hmm. Um so and, and if you know, he doesn't catch a touchdown pass, we you know he can throw one. Yeah. Um but the best thing they did, at least in my opinion, was not letting the defensive coordinator get away. John Fox was fired. Yeah. So but Big fan. was stayed and that defense finally made some strides last year after some really miserable years, especially under Mark Tresman mm-hmm. Um which you know, the defense in it, you know, Lovey Smith's calling card is defense, and uh, Matt Nagy's calling card is offense. And if he can get Mitchell Trubisky turned around, I shouldn't say turned around. He's a young player. Yeah. Um. But the Bears could be a very intriguing team. Now they also might be in the best division in football
0: as well. Yes. They definitely scare me as a Packers fan right now. Once they got Khalil Mack, I just know something could something good could happen with the Bears pretty soon. And <laughs> I'm definitely nervous about that. And I did pick Anthony Miller in my fantasy team. It was definitely, I, I feel like he's a good sleeper pick. Well, that
1: ought to sit you. Know, forget what all the insiders and head coaches say, all that. Your
0: fantasy team just dictated it. So. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely, definitely. It's on the. He's on the bench, though. I didn't necessarily, he's definitely on the bench right now. Uh, what games intrigue you the most? Uh, what game or games intrigue you heading into week one? Well, I mean, San Francisco and Minnesota, I think, is very interesting. You've yeah. got, you know, Kyle Shanahan. The head coach of the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot there was certainly people out there, myself included, thought if the 49ers were going to go after a free agent quarterback,
1: um, mm-hmm. it would have been Kyle, uh, I'm sorry, would have been Kirk Cousins. Yes. Kyle Shanahan was in Washington with Kirk Cousins for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, they wind up trading, making a big trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, giving up a second round pick to the New England Patriots. Yes. Jimmy Garoppolo finally gets in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. They won their last five games. I, you know, I'm not going to go hog wild over that. Um, not that he didn't play well what I thought he brought, but stability to the offense. If you go back and look, you mm-hmm. know, the, the last two games they finally started reaching the end zone. I mean, they played, yeah, you know, they played games. The first three games that Jimmy Garoppolo started. Keep this in mind. They, Robbie Gould kicked the total of fifteen field goals. Yeah. So they moved the ball, but they had trouble punching it into the end zone. Absolutely. There's a lot of irony in this matchup. So here comes Kyle Shanahan. He's going to see Kirk Cousins on the other side. One guy we won't see, who used to play for the Vikings, signed with the 49ers this offseason, and a big blow to San Francisco's offense, Jared McKinnon. Yeah. Who last year showed his versatility as a runner and receiver. He's out for the year. Mm-hmm. Last year, Carlos Hyde led the team in rushing, led the team in catches. Can Alfred Moores fill that role? I don't know. What I do know is San Francisco's offensive line is still a work in progress, yeah. and Minnesota's defensive line is not
0: a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, That's definitely going to be my key battle for sure, the defensive front of the Vikings against the 49ers offensive line. Um, my two games uh, that intrigued me the most uh definitely the Jalen Ramsey-Odell Beckham Jr. matchup with Jaguars and the Giants this Sunday, and also the Texans and the Patriots. Um, I know Deshaun Watson will be back with that with the awful ACL injury last year and also Tom obviously one of the greatest ever Tom Brady that QB matchup I'm definitely looking forward to quite a bit right do you think those matches, how do you think those games will shape out
1: well I mean you know Houston's coming back from the forgettable season I'll be mm-hmm. curious to see how healthy Deshaun Watson is how healthy J.J. Watt is how healthy Whitney Merciless is mm-hmm. uh, especially Watson, and I say that because he got l- hurt later in the season than yeah. the other two guys. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, sometimes you come off a knee injury. You're not, you know, even though you're 100% physically, you're not really 100% as an athlete. Right. And sometimes it takes an extra year to come back and be confident about cutting and be confident about running and be confident about doing a lot of different things. So yeah. listen, they played a wild game up there last year. In New England, 36-33. Uh, Brandon Cooks with a late tip-toe touchdown uh, mm. in the end zone. But, uh, you know, if, if you can name New England's receiving tour right now, mm. um, you're probably, you know, you probably qualify for the
0: Nerd Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Chris Hogan is like the only one far as I, I know of, at least, unfortunately, with the Elderman suspension, four-game suspension. Uh, definitely... Um, I w- they want to ask one question for us about the Raiders. How did you feel about the Raiders? How they, they, how they handled Khalil Mack?
1: Well, you know, a lot of this is business. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, 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 you heard various things like who's not talking to who. And did John Gruden talk to Khalil Mack? Did Reggie Kenton? I mean, there, there was so much speculation out there, and a lot of it was. You know, it seemed like people were just throwing stuff out here. Mm -hmm. I think the bigger question in Oakland right now is who is really running the Oakland Raiders? Is it John Gruden? Is it Reggie McKenzie? Are they on the same page? Right. It seems like part of this trade was signed off on, and Mm -hmm. part of this trade was not signed off on. Uh, But I understand why the Raiders did what they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's not forget that I know he was Defensive Player of the Year in 2016. Yes. And yet, despite the fact that he was Defensive Player of the Year in 2016, any guesses what the Raiders' defense ranked that year? 26.
0: 26, right. Mm-hmm. 26. But they were
1: balanced, at least. They were 23rd against the run and 24th against the bat. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's with the Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back and look at what the Raiders did all year and continued to do so right up until getting A.J. McCarron in a trade, mm-hmm. um trading for Ryan Switzer and then trading him away to the Pittsburgh Steelers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They have been shuffling that roster day in and day out, literally. No team this year signed or or traded for more players. And I'm not even talking about their draft rules. I'm just talking about better. They also got a lot of players. They're obviously not settled with what they're doing, which makes me question who's doing all the moves or are they on the same page? Mm-hmm. Let's, think, let's not forget one very significant thing here. Since 2003, the Raiders have made the playoffs once. Yeah. Once. Mm-hmm. So, if they could build off a, a trade for Khalil Mack, and Khalil Mack got the kind of money I don't think the Raiders are willing to pay. Right. Um, so, it, it's a big deal. I think, you know, deals like this sometimes go down every once in a while. And unfortunately, these days, we know more about what goes on because of social media and no one can keep the secret anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a lot of the dirty aspect of the deal comes out. And, uh, you know, everybody's kind of venting and everybody's kind of, you know, saying what they want to say. But it's a business decision by the Raiders. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know where they thought they were going to share anyway in terms of the team. I mean, the AFC West is kind of wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I also think it's kind of funny to hear people. You know, shoot down John Gruden because um, you know he hasn't coached a game in ten years, and you know he hasn't understand the modern game. I mean, has John Gruden been on the, the, the Food
0: Network for the last ten years? No, absolutely Did not. <laughs> absolutely yeah, not. I mean, you know, it, it's not like he. Well, I mean,
1: Dick Vermeil came back after fifteen years and a couple years won a Super Bowl. Absolutely. I'm not saying John Gruden is Dick Vermeil. Right. But let's not act like John Gruden. Groom disappeared for ten years, you know, and you know went went overseas like
0: Bruce Wayne did to come back here Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly right. I mean, I I think Groom's gonna do actually do well. I'm not sure what's gonna happen at least this season, but I think I, I long term I think they'll they'll definitely get it right, and hopefully uh, their defense. We'll see how their defense. Even look, look look what the Eagles did. It took them a couple years to get rid of what Chip Kelly had done. Mm-hmm. Um, and they
1: won the Super Bowl. But it's hard to do it overnight. We see, listen, we see a lot of teams go from last to first. Almost one does it every year. We saw it twice last year with Jacksonville and Philadelphia. The Raiders didn't even finish last. Yeah. Um, but they right now have the look of a team. That, and let's also not forget they're going to be making the transition from
0: Las Vegas to So they have a the look of an organization that doesn't seem to be all on the same page right now. Right. Absolutely. I definitely agree with you there. Everyone, this is Russell Baxter from ProFootballGuru.com. i got like two more questions for him, just real quick. Uh, One, uh, how how do you think the helmet rule is going to affect the games on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays this year? I think it it
1: all depends on how it's enforced. I I don't think you can say anything more than that. Just a matter of how it's enforced, if it's enforced consistently, if you're going to let them play, let them play. Um, we saw a lot of it during the preseason. The first two weeks, we didn't see as much. The final two weeks, there's a, mm-hmm. you know, you're asking officials to make a judgment call again. I'm never in favor of judgment calls, but it is what it is. And maybe after one year, um, you know, they take a closer look at it once again. I mean, listen, it, there's an effort here for safety. Mm-hmm. I understand that. So you can't be too hard on the NFL mm-hmm. because they're trying to legislate something that could prevent somebody from getting
0: seriously hurt. On the other hand, it might be tougher than people think. Right. Absolutely. I, I can, especially in full speed. I, I can't imagine making a judgment call like that in full speed in a football game, especially with those type of collisions. I know it's definitely it's definitely got to be tough on them for sure. Um, just one last question. Do you have the Super Bowl prediction yet at all? I know it's way too early, but I, do you have one? Well, it's not way too early. <laughs> you know, and well, I might as well say that it'll be out for great tomorrow. The Atlanta Falcons beating the Los Angeles Chargers. it 50 mm. mm. Atlanta Falcons and Chargers. You know what? The Chargers have been a. You know, everyone's loving the Chargers. I know their pass rushers. You know, with Joey Boza and Melvin Ingram. Uh What exactly? about What exactly about the Chargers do you like in AFC this year? I like them because I think they're a well
1: balanced football team. Mm-hmm. Um They, they played good, good
2: football on both sides of football.
1: Mm-hmm. um you know in the pass rush uh, their run defense I think would be better this year mm-hmm. um that they have a, a veteran quarterback uh, an offensive line that's still finding itself yeah um I don't know I go as far as say everyone loves the chargers right uh, you know I hear a lot of New England and Pittsburgh and Jacksonville still out there yeah. I I've been latched on to the everyone loves the chargers thing yeah um but I, I think the afc to me is, Kind of wide open, hmm. and I think anything can happen in the NFC. I mean, the AFC, yeah. the NFC. I think it's
0: we could see at least maybe one ten and sixteen not make the playoffs. Right. And uh, and I, I just think you, you look at what the Chargers did late last season. They were zero four, and then they went nine and three. Their their opening game against the Chiefs is absolutely huge. Yes, they lost eight straight to them. Yes. Um, and they need to end that
1: in a big-time hurry. Listen, we see every year a team that's almost come out of that. I mean, Jackson won three games in 2016, and they were a quarter away from going to the Super Bowl.
2: Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. None of the teams that won the division in the NFC last year mm-hmm. had a winning record the year before. Right.
1: The Eagles, the Vikings, the Saints, and the Rings mm-hmm. So, you know, I think anything can happen. I think it might just be the perfect time for them. I think New England's a little down. I think Pittsburgh's got a little confusion mm-hmm. going on. There isn't a dominant team. There's some dominant players in the AFC, but who's the dominant team?
0: Right. Yeah, I mean it, I, I, it's I definitely agree with you there for sure. Um it's definitely uh it's definitely gonna be up in the it's definitely gonna be an interesting battle this year, I think, in both conferences. Uh your Falcons pick. I definitely agree. I like the I like the Falcons. Uh I'm still, I'm, I'm still trying to decide when. I, I do have two players on there: Julio Jones and Devontae Freeman on my fantasy uh, team this year. But uh, other than that, I think I like the Falcons. I don't know. I'm still kind of trying to see what Matt Ryan will do this year. I'm kind of a little disappointed with him with his 20 touchdowns and 12 picks last season. Um, but how do you feel so about? You, you, do, yeah. you do understand that your fantasy football picks have nothing to do with the team getting to the NFL playoffs, <laughs> Absolutely right? not. Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I just want to kind of make that clear. Unless there's been a rule change that I don't know
0: of. Oh I don't know. No. no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh,
1: I mean, fantasy football is one thing. Reality football is another. And, and, and listen, it, it's going to be tough for Atlanta Thursday night. You know, I don't know if they win that game. But, you know, I, I know after week one it happens every year.
0: Mm-hmm. There'll be 16 fan bases that think they're going undefeated and winning the Super Bowl. And there'll be 16 fan bases thinking we're the worst team in the league. We're going to get the number one pick in the draft. hmm Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you think the Falcons will rebound this year, as far as their, their offense? Because like I said, I was kind of disappointed with Matt Ryan last season. They were able to make the playoffs, at least. But the, the, that, but you you definitely see them uh, rebound this year and do what? I well, getting, they be let's, let's not forget
1: the Falcons last year changed their coordinator. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Kyle Shanahan went to San Francisco. Steve Sarkisian came in. There's obviously. A big difference there, but now they're, you know, they, they've adjusted. Um, they're in second year. Now, if there's problems again this year, then you got to take a close look. The best thing I thought that happened to the Falcons all offseason um, mm. was the fact that they didn't make a lot of changes. I think they feel very good about their personnel and very good um, as far as uh, depth. They address some of that, they address a, a bit of their offensive line. Uh, but this is a team that. Let's not forget something. The Atlanta Falcons are the only team in the NFC to make the playoffs the last two years. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, Dan Quinn has kind of built something there slowly but steadily, and he's learned some hard lessons. Mm-hmm. You know, this first year, they were 5-0 and and missed the playoffs. The second year, they were up 28-3 and lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. But last year was a young learning experience. They mm-hmm. weren't as prolific offensively. They were much better defensively. And maybe they come even closer to that balance this year. Balance is what wins. Mm-hmm. Okay? Playing good football on both sides of the ball. The idea that a quarterback leads you to a Super Bowl was so amazingly uh, inaccurate. Did mm-hmm. yeah, I saw Tom Brady throw for 505 yards. How'd that turn?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Russ- well, I bet
1: somebody won their fantasy football
0: league. Right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Russell, I definitely appreciate this. Uh, for sure. Thank you for at least uh, coming on and joining me. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you.
2: No problem, sir. Check <laughs>
0: All right, everyone. Uh, first of all, I think thank uh, Russell again for coming on to episode 15 of the podcast. Uh, it was definitely a uh, great insight to this NFL season. Nick, how excited are you that NFL season is back? I'm
2: mm, pretty excited. You know, it's, you know, we'll see
0: what the season brings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And talk about uh, what games are you intrigued the most uh, as far as week one is concerned? The Nike ad that's gonna be playing on NBC. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness! Uh, what did you yeah. think? What did you have you seen the ad that was out today? What did you think of that?
2: Yeah, I thought it was great, man. Nike and Colin Kaepernick and the whole thing. It's, it's, it's looking really great right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, folk, you know, still want to make it about. Patriotism and the flag and the, the truths, but you know it's not about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like yourself and Kaepernick and others shed light on different things and following your dreams.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I was, I was definitely inspired by it today for sure. I, I did see one woman on the news try to quote uh, Kaepernick. It's a Nike uh, ad <laughs> on uh, today on the news, and she tried to make it seem like it was her own. When she said, "Believe in something, even if it, if it means sacrificing everything," and she just said it, I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" That did not come from you, <laughs> man. I'm mean, you to come with that on your own. You need to tell everybody. You, she could at least said like Kaepernick said. Oh, goodness. I, I'm telling you. But um, yeah, but I'm definitely looking forward to that uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, it's gonna be supposed to be tomorrow night during the Falcons and the Eagles. Tomorrow night, it's gonna be a huge game, and yes, I got, this I got two players on my fantasy team tomorrow. So we're gonna see, we're gonna see about it. Is Julio Jones and Devonte Freeman, and the Eagles will be obviously Nick Foles will start. Uh, then we know Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey is still out with a rotator cuff, and Carson Wentz obviously with an ACL injury, well still rehabbing, and they say he's coming a long way. I think Nick he will miss at least the first two games. But uh, Nick, is there a game, a particular game that you you are looking forward to? week one.
2: Uh, not at the moment. I'm just looking forward to this DraftKings of FanDuel. Uh, <laughs> challenges, so that's about it. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, like I said, we we'll to see how week one play out. I mean, it's getting really interesting. NFL, um, you know, with all due respect, the, the luster that he once to hold is not holding... Anymore with all the controversy and things going on, uh, people still want to watch. Uh, Give me wrong, but uh, yeah, uh, NFL got to really fix uh, What what they really stand for? Because right now, don't, nobody know what they
0: stand for. Mm. Wow, it's all we talk about. Far, it's not only just the national anthropology, but the helmet rule as well. Yeah, mm. they're
2: just all over the place. it's yeah. like it's like a bunch of people trying to put out fires. And they're putting water on grease. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> water, water on a grease fire yeah. and, and baking soda, you know, <laughs> <laughs> down the drain, you know. Like, oh,
0: it, 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 it was just not making sense. <laughs> well, I will tell you a couple of games I'm looking for. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, Jaguars and your Giants. Um, I think the battle with Odell Beckham Jr. and Jalen Ramsey will definitely be fun to watch. And Obviously, the debut of Saquon Barkley, and uh, definitely we'll see what Leonard Fournette does in year two. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, yeah, but that for sure. Um, also uh, another game, the Texas and Patriots. Uh, I don't know how well Deshaun Watson's gonna look, you know, coming off of that ACL injury from last year. And obviously, I hope they could, the Patriots. <laughs> of course, you do, of course, you do. <laughs> of course, I think it's gonna be a great match. We'll see how JJ Watt looks as well. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the Patriots because their receivers are looking kind of, um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting how they look. I mean, you, all these people, two receivers I can remember top of my head is Rob, Rob Winkowski, of course, the tight end, and Chris Hogan. Yeah, I mean, their receiving core. We'll 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 definitely see how Tom Brady uses his his, his uh, playmakers this week. Um, it's going to be very interesting. Um, be begging for Dez after a while. Yeah, they will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, let's see. Uh, obviously the. the Monday Night Football game. I think Sam Darnold, obviously, I'll be looking forward to that. Uh, making his debut um, on Monday Night Football at Detroit. How excited are you about that one, Nick? That's a dub for the Jets. Oh, it is, huh? It's <laughs> a dub for the Jets. Now, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. You know, the Jets try to
2: make, uh, get back into being relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, you not know, have to commit and uh, take in mode. And uh, the still in tanking mode, but we, we'll see how the season works out. Standing over and Detroit, you know, once again trying to shuffle the cards to stay, you know, no disrespect, stay relevant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's another
0: organization that's had their ups and downs. Yeah, this is Matthew Stafford's 10th year in the league. That's just insane to me. 10 years and this year. He's good. Only if they had somebody like Barry Sanders out there. With yeah. Matthew Stafford, yeah. <laughs> well, there's gonna be a lot of running. There's gonna be a lot of running backs out there though this year. A lot of running backs, you know, Laguerre, ain't no Barry Sanders. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, it's
2: old school running back. Yeah, yeah, that's the greatest running back of all time. <laughs> oh, who, who wanna fight me? Who wanna
0: smoke Come at me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, battle, oh, man, man. Talk about uh, yeah, Let's talk about something else. A couple things real quick. Uh, what do you think of the Le'Veon Bell situation? Le'Veon Bell. Uh, holding out, pretty much. This is, this is definitely holding out now. His agent is definitely looking out for his long term uh, risk, you know, his long term health. And you know, they're not getting the contract that he deserves. You got what that day feel like he deserves, and then he definitely will not be playing week one. Looks like James Conner is going to get the, is ever going to get the nod in this one, uh, the starting job in this one. So, what do you think about uh What do you think about that situation? Yes, yes, yes.
2: That's the hustle move, hustle move in the NFL right there. That's a new one on me. Mm. Trying to get a new contract. Well, did he work out and all that stuff? All the way up to the uh, (laughs) to his time for the season to start. It like, yeah, I ain't gonna play. What? What do you mean? I need that
0: money, bro? No, no, no. I really need that money, so I holler at y'all. Y'all got it right. Oh man, we see how y'all do. <laughs> yeah, I think they could have went about it a different way, but I ain't
2: really no the way they was getting it done the way he wanted. Mm. need to pay that man. <laughs> um, he to yeah. pay. Levy. Bell is good. He he makes a lot of people look good. Him and Antonio Brown. hmm
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, prolong um, Big Ben's career.
2: Some folk would would think otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. You know, Big Ben is good. Don't get me wrong, but you know. Yeah. It's, it's a lot easier when you got talent
0: like that and they're standing next to you. <laughs> man, let me just say this. Uh another thing, uh, about uh, this whole situation the offensive lineman, I hear them calling calling him out today. I feel I feel like they're being they feel like they're betrayed because they felt like he was gonna come back. But uh Willie Demon. Oh man <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean like they did Willie Demon, man. <laughs> back a
2: little, get smacked. <laughs> uh, you know what i stand back and let that man get tackled. Oh man, yeah, exactly. Why are you snap snapp, Willie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you feel like? Do you feel like they had the right to actually feel betrayed during this whole situation? <clears throat> yes and no. I mean. <laughs> You know, you're telling
2: your people one thing that you're going you know, pretty much you getting ready for the season, and all of a sudden you just pull a shake and move like that. Right. Um, I guess Coach, you know, personally feels the type of way, but then again, if it's about them being mad about the money, I mean, players really need to start standing together so they can get this money situation handled, because, uh, NFL, needs to start
0: paying their players correctly, man? Yeah. I mean, you, it don't make sense, um... You know, there's contracts are getting a lot better, but you know, contracts definitely still ain't guaranteed. It's 2018. Right. You know? <laughs> so we hear these, ash, these um, large numbers of these contracts, so people not understand A lot of cats don't even see that money. Right. Or half of it. Right. You, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now, talk about uh, I know what move you're probably happy to see out of my expense. Khalil uh, Mack traded to the Chicago Bears. Um <laughs> So, what do you think about that one? Plus, it's extends six years, $141 million. Um, <laughs> yeah, they cut that check pretty quickly, boy. I was just like, man, they traded and signed them to, signed to an extension the same day in the yeah. world. Yeah. yeah. So, let's hurry before the heat.
2: Make sure the heat gets
0: dry. You know? And <laughs> you know? I don't want the the Raiders to say, oh, we made a mistake. Let me make, let me make sure before you continue, ninety million guaranteed in that contract. For Khalil Well, go ahead and see you. I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. I mean, he's worth it. <laughs> I mean, I think the Raiders made
2: a, you know, John Gruden. you know, I guess it was a business decision, you know, all those picks and stuff. But I don't think that was the smartest idea. Um, but we'll see, you know. Yep. I mean, it's kind of hard to pay a player that kind of money when you're
0: making $100 million for over 10 years. Right. <laughs> hey, you been out of coaching how long? Yeah, but, you know, he has been. No, well, he has been. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Is that kind of, it's it's late. <laughs> but, yes, but at the same time, we definitely, I mean, he, he has been still kind of been, you know, been around the Monday night football booth, still coaching kids. But, yes, uh, team sport is definitely much different. I definitely believe yeah, that. I mean,
2: I'm trying to disrespect John Gruden like that. I mean, you know, he got his uh, accolades. You know, he took. Um, Tony Dungy's team to the Super Bowl. Oh, boy. Nah, I mean, But he did win it. So whether it was Tony Dungy's team or not, he still won it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a good coach. But it's, hopefully this was the right move. I like, I like
0: John Gruden, though. I you know this, this move right here, just head-scratching. Yeah, their defense wasn't so great before. But now their defense is going to struggle, in my opinion. Yeah. There's just no yeah. way. And they got the the Rams on Monday Night Football. Part of Monday football, though. Had good luck with that offense. <laughs> Week one. Oh, you know, with Jared Goff, you know, Sean McVay, you know, his next, his uh, <laughs> second year. I think they'll be ready to light it up for sure as far as points. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so, Nick, now, is there any other, see, you know, another game I want to see? Cowboys and Panthers for some reason. I'm really looking forward to that game for sure. Um, I don't know why, but I am looking forward to that game. Uh, you think, uh, of course, the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> that place in Charlotte, you know, excuse me, Bank of America is gonna be insane. I'm right, I'm definitely on, on Sunday afternoon. I don't see Gary's
2: boys. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Oh man, but I'm just looking forward to the season to start. Uh, it's gonna be a great few days, and people, it will start tomorrow with the Falcons and Eagles. So, Nick, um, let's talk about something else let's talk about something uh that's definitely got about well first of all before we talk about that subject uh we just got through to see the the bobby brown story um, um those last 30 minutes were quite um yeah those last 30 minutes i'll say was definitely quite heavy for sure um, i think both parts i think the first part was pretty good the second part tonight was just quite intense so what are your thoughts on uh that entire uh tv made movie Man, that, that Bobby Brown
1: story was great. I was really surprised, you know, <laughs>
2: for it to be a TV movie. They did a great job on a new edition movie. Where, yeah. You know, they beat him, got it right with this Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You know, some of the stuff you knew about if you were, you know, a little older, some of the stuff was just like, wow. Like, you know, I know they said in this book that, he you know, about him and Janet Jackson, but, you know, <clears throat> I didn't really remember that or knew that. So when I saw him. You
0: know, knocking down Janet. My jaw's just dry. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> I need sex. <laughs> I need receipts. Where are the receipts? Oh. Where are the receipts? I need receipts. And I was like, man, boy, Bobby's out there living his best life. Yeah. <laughs> he a for nobody. Yeah, that man. That man At was. That, time. <laughs> that man, yeah. It just felt like he. Was, it was just. A, I don't know what. How to describe his life. It was just. Living his uh, life to the fullest, but, you know, some of that stuff, living your life to the fullest, caught up to him many, many times. Yeah,
2: it was uh, it's a lot of sad moments, you know, a lot of stuff for him and with you, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was just a trip. When they got to that uh, reality show when they did that, re- re- uh, reenacted that segment when he was doing <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, boy, they killed that. <laughs> I said, boy, that was just gold at the time nobody
0: knew whitney was you know like that until that you know that show really yeah uh, you know and there's always two sides to the
2: story of course you know some people go, oh you know bobby had his hand and too. So, yeah he did but you know i mean the man wasn't lying all the way about whitney so you know mm-hmm. i know people still try to hold to the side car she is human she could sing Yes. Oh, she is human,
0: yeah, and she is, she did all that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she... man had a stroke, and she it, moonwalking, you still breathing? <laughs> yeah, that was, oh my God, yeah, what in the world? I'm gonna without you, I'm gonna without you. I was like, what? Goodness, great, I mean, it was just, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, it was, ugh, yeah, it was definitely hard to, um, yeah, there was, there was some crazy, some wild, and tough moments, but... You know, even though everything felt rushed at times to me, I think we got more than enough as far as what happened. <laughs> During. Yeah, because it would have been a six-hour movie. If they, you know, if he would have you know, dragged some things out, and it kind of rushed it at the end. They
2: yeah. get to the, uh, what's been going on with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I thought they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actor, Woody. What is Woody McClane. Woody, Woody, McClain. Woody McClain Yes. did an excellent job. Yeah, uh, the girl that played Whitney Houston. She also played
0: uh Luke Cage season oh. two. Oh, right, that was her. I, you know what she does now? She's looked familiar to me. Yes, that was her. That was definitely her. Oh my goodness, that is absolutely insane. You're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, but but yeah, but I, I tell you guys, it was definitely a good movie. Um, it will definitely air on BET over and over again. Yeah, probably but so you guys wanna see it, definitely check that movie out. Now yes. oh yeah god. Yeah, she played
2: that Whitney role, man. She killed that role.
0: Yes, absolutely. Abs- yeah. Absolutely Absolutely, But let's talk about yeah. uh, uh the whole uh I gotta talk about something else real quick. Uh so Eminem and Joe Budden. Um uh, that started to get a little crazy. Uh now I'm just gonna tell you this, Eminem kamikaze that was definitely better, by far, than Revival. I don't know what he was doing with Revival. <laughs> but, I don't know, but like I said, Nick, when you get a chance, definitely listen to it, but uh, I, I think Bitter Eminem sounds a lot better than uh, Revival Eminem, in my opinion. But, Joe Budden went on uh, his, his podcast today. Well, it was released today, and he was ready because there was a line in one of his songs, uh, Fall... That uh, <laughs> then, you know, Eminem came after Joe Budden, which is very interesting because you know they were in a group uh, with Slaughterhouse, and I'm trying to figure out how, what exactly happened. As I'm trying to research this, Nick, how, how do you feel about um about that situation? Before while I look for this uh, lyric, I want to make sure I get the right lyric here.
2: <laughs> Joe Budden
0: want all the smoke as usual. As always. Um, this
2: platform has now been built on just being brutally honest and and saying things that, you know, that a lot of people won't say, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, he's just being honest about the industry and whatever happened to him in the industry or with others. And he really don't give, you know, two Fs about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, he just, you know, when he said what he said about Eminem, I just hope he knows he, he better be ready for all this more that come with it.
0: No, he, you know, I, I, I I really don't
2: think he cared to be honest with you, but
0: <laughs> I mean he, you
2: know, he said he been well, well, he's been better than him over the past decade. I was yeah. like woof.
0: Yes, sir. Woof. Yep. Exactly what like, he's he's Ooh. In the, Take
2: yeah. it easy joke.
0: Yep, and exact joke, bars. Don't get me wrong, but Eminem, I mean, you
2: know, he he probably sat there and it's like, Yeah, let me just cook up something real quick. <laughs> Hold on to it for a second, and then
0: I'm just gonna drop it. Yeah, this is crazy. And The lyrics is like, "Somebody tell button here. Somebody tell button, I snap. Hold on, I stop. <laughs> y'all can tell I'm not hit by bars. Somebody tell button before I snap, you better fasten or I, his body. Yeah, now I'm now I'm rapping fast, just like Eminem. <laughs> somebody tell button before I snap, he better fasten or have his body bag get zipped. The closest thing he's had to to hit is smack. His. So uh, yeah. Sorry for the profanity, y'all. <laughs> but that's exactly what he, uh, that's exactly what he said. I so. Mean, you know. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> and then, I, that, that, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you respond to again then. I'll tell you what Joe Button did. Yeah, you know, I mean, can you somebody name the last hit song from Joe Button? <laughs> oh, no, come on. I'm not trying to style with him. I'm just saying, you know, did somebody named it. Mm hmm. <laughs> Solo song. I mean, Joe Button is a great artist, a uh, rapper. Yeah. Um, you know, contrary to
2: others' beliefs, you know, man can rap, but we talk talking
0: about hits. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. You know. But. Yeah, I like Joe, but, you know. Ugh. Yes, he, he made a statement about hits. List them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know like I said sorry again y'all I I had to tell that verse like it was Um, (laughs) but here's the thing the thing was uh, Joe he said he's not going to reply to that because he thought it was a weak line he thought it was a weak line he thought the album you know one minute he said the album he liked what he did with this album but then he did uh, he also said he summed it up he felt like this is the album is telling him that he knows he, he says he knows that this this is it for him he knows this is it He's coming after younger artists, younger artists that he knows that is not going to be able to touch him, one by one. That's exactly what he, That's exactly what. He, that's exactly what Joe Button said.
2: I kind of agree with that statement too. I mean, you know, because he comes <laughs> up younger artists that know lyrically just ain't going to be. You know, they will be a handle handle him. Instead of you know, do the mocking or trolling like you know, six nine do or you know, put bars up and get slaughtered because your bars ain't going to last.
0: Right. You exactly. And
2: then we'll just, you know, cremate you after, after a while. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not going down. You know, just you
0: just stick to your um, tattoos on the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And go for whatever you know. Yeah, absolutely.
2: You're not in your hustle. I mean, if you're selling and making money. Then I guess it's
1: all right. But you know,
0: facts are facts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was. Uh, it is what it is. Um, I know. Like I said, um, to me and also, he also. he pretty much said it. You know, the Tyler. The Tyler. He had a line for Tyler creator, which is kind of stunning as well. You know, and, and Joe went off on him on that, uh, pretty much saying that you know, he, he knows that he also said his wordplay. He said about you know Eminem. Obviously, there was. I think he might have mentioned that you know how he, you know, on Renegade when Eminem did his thing. On uh, that track and how he bodied him, and then Joe Budden's like, "Listen, you are not on Jay Z's level. You are not Jay You are not Jay Z's level." And he also said, "You know, he, he Eminem was good for just spewing out a bunch of. He he does good with wordplay, but doesn't mean anything." But pretty much I'm paraphrasing. Um, He's
2: diving too deep for this generation. <laughs> It's almost like reading a book. Nobody, you know, can you be direct? Because if I got to think about your wordplay, I
0: don't, I can't listen to your music. That's, that's this generation right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So,
2: I, for real. So, I
0: mean. Yeah. And, I mean. It's, it is what
2: it is. It ain't going to be over, but, I mean, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just. Uh, I'll, wait for,
2: I'll wait for the, uh, wait for the uh, aftermath.
0: Wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> <And>, <laughs> yeah, I, and he talked about, you know, how things were with him at Slaughterhouse, you know. The beats were fine, you know. He said that for him, Joel Ortiz, and I guess Crooked Eye, I believe, mm-hmm. or Crooked, I believe, yeah. Uh, he did, they said that those beats didn't work for him. He said he had a version of a, of a song, and Eminem changed it up, and it was like his beats, he said that the, the beats did not fit him, which I definitely understand that it definitely did not fit, it did not fit three members of the group, I mean, it probably fit Royce, obviously, because him and Royce, you know, they've been working together for a long time, you know, but, you know, and he was talking about how he, single-handedly, he took responsibility of sort of house ending, and he's talking about, you know, how his label had it, how Dre left him, how 50 left him, you know, it was, it was nuts, um, it was a very crazy podcast, but, uh, yeah, as <laughs> simple as that, Uh, but I just can't believe, um, yeah, Eminem, and you know, I think Eminem one of the best ever. Honestly, I think I, yeah, he is. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's gonna. I think I don't know if Eminem's gonna do any more albums. I just, I pretty much think Eminem needs to stop. <laughs> I think after this album, I think this this needs to be done, but I don't think it will be. I think he'll do at least one more project for some reason. So you
2: better take it easy, though. Eminem stands gonna be coming for you.
0: Yeah, I know. Shoot, yeah, take it easy. <laughs> but I don't agree with Button when he says he thinks he's best, better than Eminem in this decade. I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm not. Go, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna do that with Joe Button. Got some lyrics, but no, he ain't no, no, no. Yeah, say just,
2: just, just, just do like ball. So I'm going back and forth with
1: you. <laughs> Straight up, I'm going
2: back and forth with you.
0: I said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, Nick, what do you think of AT's win over East Carolina? Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Once again, I got to dance <laughs> and joke and oh. tweet and
2: holler. I'm yes. How we need an ECU? Pirates. Yeah. Pirates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what the
0: coach said? Now run me my money. Yeah. <laughs> run me my money. You paid me $330,000 to come out here and get me. Who lost? Yeah, exa- not
2: me. yeah. <laughs> not I, not
0: us. Yeah, Sam Washington. Sam Washington has done a great job so far with this group for sure. I'm definitely, improu- I'm definitely proud of him as a, proud of this team. You know, Lamar Raynor didn't even play the whole game. You know, he got hurt and Khalil Carter came in and made some big plays, including a, a game winning touchdown that helped us out with that win. And I'm, i like I said, two and zero. I just and like I said, we're one poll uh the stats fcs top 25 were number five in that poll uh two first place votes and there was another fcs poll that was number when a&t was number six so yeah it, it's definitely great de- times right now at a&t uh hopefully it'll keep going hopefully the winning doesn't get to our heads not just the players but the students and the alumni? <laughs> oh, it's already there. We talking tough. We going to talk tough to the next game. In <laughs> the next game. Oh. Even
2: if we even if let's say the next game happened and we were supposed to drop that game. We will beat y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we beat y'all. So what that mean?
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, I mean, shoot. I mean, the next three games will be at home. Uh, you know, they play Gardner-Webb on Saturday. That will definitely be a win. You don't, to, you don't have to play Lamar Reynard in that one, to be honest with you. I think you can send him out. <laughs> and then after the bye week, we're getting into the conference play. Um, so, in the MIAC conference play. So, we'll see how that goes. I'm definitely excited about this a t football season. Like I said, uh, we can only go up from this point on. If we don't win the MIAC, they definitely should be in FCS playoffs. So That's not even open for discussion. As long as they don't lose one game, though. They can't lose two. <laughs> they definitely can't lose two. Um, Nick, any sneakers you want to talk about? Uh, there's a few coming out. I know that I can tell you that. Uh, Man of the Woods, just Timberlake's I got released past week. Uh, yeah. I
2: know there's some Yeezy uh, easy, Yeezy uh, easy seven hundreds. Uh, what did Drake said? Don't bring the three fifties over around me. Uh, yeah. It's on release track. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. um, just a few coming up. You know, there's some Jordan purple ones coming out and green ones coming out this month. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be pretty fresh. And, um, uh, Adidas and, like, everybody's trying to drop it, you know, for the fall season. So just be able to look out for some, uh, fall shoes. I know LeBron got some 16s coming out that look mighty fresh. Yeah. Um, mighty fresh. Uh-oh. So, just be the lookout. just a lot of heat coming out this month of September. So, mm-hmm. get your pockets right. Um, the Vogue, Dirt 3s, you know, <laughs> they're the female, but they making them extended sizes. Because, you know, man going to try to go for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the month of September. I had a wild August. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, guys, uh, I am going to try to talk about uh, uh, the college football recap. I was going to do that over the weekend, but we had, like, at least three days of college football, and it was absolutely nuts. Um, it was it was crazy, and, it, and I definitely will try to do that for you guys sometime this season. But uh, there's one thing I do want to start. Uh, is the best and worst of the week, at least so far. Um, Nate, I'll let you start with your best and your worst of the week. Just It could be anything. Sports or entertainment anything. Uh, best of the week
2: was the Bob Brown story. Shoot. Best of the week, boy. I was glued to that TV, man. I don't every commercial break. I had to get on Twitter with my black Twitter family. I was
0: like, Boy, did you see that? Yes, God. He was really clapping to (laughs) his chits. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Uh, the worst is the uh, the worst of the week. It's not really worse, it's just the NFL um, uh, took an L because now that uh, collusion case is going to Supreme Court. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> my... <laughs> oh, you must be tickled. And now that they. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a bit dancing and That's all <laughs> uh, how they try to pick up Kaepernick. You talking about something that happened before you even took the knee. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I- I'm going to go ahead and start with by uh I'm going to start by worst of the week first. Uh mine's is definitely uh uh my worst of the week this week definitely go and there's a lot of nominees. And I'm I'm keeping it sports related here. You know, with Miami getting blown out by LSU 33 to 17. <laughs> I thought that was awful. Obviously, Florida State. We'll get we'll we'll get back to Florida State, Virginia Tech in a minute. But Florida State just looked flat out awful. Michael Irvin? Uh, well, yeah, oh, <laughs> he did not look good. Yeah, he was not he was not pleased. Uh, <laughs> Michigan, you know, Michigan Wolverines. They need a they need a, a big win badly. Uh, they, that was not a good start against Notre Dame. Uh, you know, Shea Patterson, definitely not good. Uh, not well. Their offense just looked plain bad. Jim Harbaugh's got to start stepping it up soon with the Wolverines. But name I thought, punched them in the mouth pretty quickly. Uh, but my worst of the week definitely goes to uh, Chip Kelly. You know, you remember him, don't you? Oh, who can't remember that thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chip Kelly, you know, his UCLA, UCLA de- debut, UCLA, UCLA lost their first game at home, their first coverage game at home in seven years. So definitely, and this was against Cincinnati. They lost them 26-17. Now, let me tell you this: it was over six. It was six minutes to go. Over six minutes to go in this game, right? And Chip Kelly, being Chip Kelly that he is, it was fourth at fourth and one on their own thirty six, and they were down nineteen to seventeen. So he decides to go for it. And he goes for, and it was a, a passing play that didn't that did not work. Simple as that, it did not work. And then, and then, obviously, on the, the next possession, Cincinnati goes on to score, <laughs> and it was a wrap. It was twenty six seventeen win. So, how does he keep getting worked, I, That's The question. I have no idea. I have no idea. It's <laughs> it was brutal. It was brutal from he the. He must have had a magic trick at the interview or something. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled a football out of a hat. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It was absolutely It was just brutal. It was absolutely brutal. But uh, sorry about, now let me go to my best of the week. I've seen uh, a couple of, couple of ones that are about best of the week. Uh, Nike, obviously, um, with their ad with Colin Kaepernick. I thought that was that, – yeah. that's definitely in my list for best of the week. Another one, uh, Virginia Tech defense. And Bud Foster, what a job he did against Florida State. DeAndre Francois, the Florida State offensive line, they were just getting destroyed all game long. Um, Deep, deep – Virginia Tech defense had four sacks and 14 tackles for loss, that uh, which is insane. And they and they held Florida State in the ends out of the end zone. They won that game 24, 24 to three Monday on Labor Day night. So that was definitely huge. So and also a huge one uh, was for me was Maryland beating Texas. Talk about another guy that needs to watch himself. Tom Herman and Texas Longhorns losing to losing. To my to Maryland for the second straight year. Uh, Canada did an amazing job as an interim coach that night, or that day, at, rather, at FedEx Field, and just an amazing job, an amazing job. Uh definitely with everything they've gone through the last several months, and obviously with the death of their uh, team uh, teammate uh, Jordan McNair. So we're definitely going to see. Uh, I'm not sure how Maryland's going to go going forward, but Texas, is a team, they better start waking up. I know they're out of the polls now out of the top 25 polls now, but they, they're going to have to get some wins very, very soon. Right, Nick, anything else you want to say before we get up out of here?
2: Yeah, I just shout-out to Nike and Colin Kaepernick and Serena Williams and, and others for the mm-hmm. video and the ad and the movement they're trying to bring forth to the generation and stuff you know, and continue to go. And also shout-out to uh, Chris Wallace. Uh, if y'all check out chrisaspiresyou.com, we'll yes. go to his Facebook and Instagram under chrisaspiresyou. He has a new video up about uh, his life and and speaking engagements in, in, uh, um, throughout Fayetteville and and uh, other areas. It's a good div- it's a good div- watch. It's about twelve minute video. give it a, give it a look when you get a chance. Yeah, your boy, your boy is in it for a short period of time.
0: You know. Yeah. You know, cameo. <laughs> yeah. yeah cameo. How did, how did you enjoy that interview? Uh, it was alright. It was hot. Yeah, they
2: <laughs> I mean, thinking, man. I you know what I'm saying? I was just like, boy, I said You know, I'm already late, so I know they had to do some adjustments on the camera to keep me focused, but oh, right. it's all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. But yeah, you'll definitely see my brother on there, guys, uh, with Chris Wallace uh that day and you know, that you know, it was just a lot of great work giving back to the community. Definitely speak with the boys and Boys Boys and Girls Club, was that right next? yep absolutely so yeah definitely you guys check that out when you definitely get a chance uh definitely looking forward to seeing him do the whole uh documentary in full for sure but everyone uh thank you for watching thank you for watching (laughs) listen to me y'all know it's late yeah oh is it oh yes that's right definitely i know you're excited about that uh, all right (laughs) But, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to episode 15 of Rodnick's Rundown. Episode 16 will be coming sometime next week. Thank you all, and uh, definitely get re- looking forward to you guys listening to us next time.